All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of This Week in College Football brought to you by CFB Talk Daily. Today is Saturday, May 2nd. Uh, still under lockdown, so there obviously hasn't been that much uh, big news going on. But we did send out a tweet a couple days ago. We got some people talking. A couple months ago, we did uh, three coaches you'd want to go into battle with. So now we're going to do the opposite. Three coaches you would not go uh, want to go into battle with. So, John, I'll let you start yours off since I know you already got your first one ready to roll. Yep. All right. So just just so they know, we're going to do this draft style. So I'm going to go. Then Matt's going to go. Yeah, we're uh, going to go first snake. off. Yeah, yeah, snake draft. That's that. That's what it is. All right. So my first one, Bill. Uh, he's a, this doesn't doesn't count, but I just feel like he needs an honorable mention. It's going to count. But Bill Schneider. He's 80 years old. Uh, we had Bill Schneider lost going around for a, a while. Now imagine being in the trenches and the guy that you were. You know, in like a regiment with is Bill Schneider at 80 years old. Uh, that'd be, I mean, he's currently a special ambassador, so I feel like he's got some qualifications to be like a, a special op soldier, but uh, I wouldn't want to go into battle with him. Right, so, so my first pick is kind of, he's no longer a head coach. I think he might still be getting paid to be a head coach, though, even though he's been fired. Uh, I'm going with Charlie Wise. Because I don't want to have to rush the front lines with Charlie Wise. I feel like I'm going to have to be doing some waiting. Uh, he, you know, he's a pretty big fella. Also, he's, he's not a great head coach. So I was thinking maybe his game plan is not great. So what makes me think his battle planning is going to be pretty well. Like, uh, I'm just not too confident in running into battle with Charlie Wise. No, I mean, he's definitely – he's a unit. I'll, I'll give you that. But I, I don't think I'd want to go into battle with Charlie Wise either. Um, okay. All right, so my next... Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, snake draft, buddy. What are you doing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, you go. For, uh, this is like try number five with the snake drafts. <laughs> um, so my next pick actually is kind of a hot take. So I actually have Mike Leach. Because Ooh. I don't think that I would be, I, he would be able to take it seriously. Like, I feel like we'd be in battle, in the trenches... And he would just look at me and compare this to the Indians that he's reading about. Or say something about grizzly bears or pirates. I, I just don't see Leach as being like a super serious guy. No, I, I, I definitely give you that one. I mean, I feel like he could, he could plan, but I don't think he'd be good in the trenches. I mean, he'd probably be laughing or like maybe pull out his phone and tweet like a meme, like... Be yeah. like when you're in the trenches and your and your buddy farts or something like that, and he finds yeah, it like hilarious. He be, I, I think his mind would be elsewhere. Oh, absolutely. He'd be like missing his pirates, or like he'd have like pirates of the Caribbean like playing off like downloaded onto his phone playing while he's sitting in the trenches. Yeah. Um, all right. So my second one, and now this one's gonna rustle some Jimmy's, uh, Jeremy Pruitt. Because, as you know, he was at Alabama. Now he's at Tennessee. went to a rival. I wouldn't want to win a battle with a guy who I know for the next war is going to be on the other side. I don't know about you, but I feel like he's kind of like a traitor. A Benedict Arnold, if you would. Yeah. Right, you're uh, back up. You're back up. Here goes the snake. Back up. Yeah, snake draft. <laughs> All right, so this next one, uh, I don't know how I feel about this one. Because I feel like maybe it's, it's going to... Uh, Mel Tucker. It's, it's Mel Tucker. Because uh, who wants a guy that's going to stick around for you know a few minutes and the next thing you know he's gone somewhere else fighting for another fighting for another battle you know like 
I like Mel Tucker. I, I, I can I can see why you'd put him on the list though. Yeah. All right. So my last pick kind of goes with your previous two. Is mm-hmm. Bobby Petrino. Yeah, this is oh, okay. Kind of. Like, <laughs> Kind of like how you're saying, you know, they're going to be fighting on your side and then they're going to go fight on the other side. But what Bobby Petrino is going to do is he's going to fight for your side. He'll go to the other side. After ruining your, your army, he'll hide your weapons on you. And then he'll come back and he'll say, all right, I, no, no more tomfoolery. I'm done. I'm, all, I'm serious this time. I'm all business. And then this time he hides the guns again, even worse. So now you got no weapons from Bobby Petrino. <laughs> he's just coming in. Ruining the program even worse than he left it the first time. Oh no, no, that's a good one to be honest. Like, that one. Yeah, that that is a good one. Like when I think of Bobby Petrino, I just think of like him in that press conference with the in the neck brace after he got in the motorcycle accident mm-hmm. with like his assistant or something on the back of the motorcycle. Yeah, no, that is a that was a crazy time. Also, his face is like so beat up in that. In that like, yeah, it's like bright, bright, bright red. It's literally like it's Arkansas red, Razorback. Yeah, right. I don't know if that's a thing. But. <laughs> All right, so uh, our next topic that we're going to get into is I, I just want to talk touch on this quick. Uh, talking about Colorado, quick. Uh, head coach Carl Durrell, I think that's his name. I, I'm not too familiar with him. I'm going to be honest. I know he was a coach, I think, Cal at some point. But uh, he's managed to keep the entire Colorado team together. Uh, they haven't, I don't think they've had a transfer and the entire recruiting class stayed, which uh, through this pandemic and Mel Tucker leaving, I feel like that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, I thought one of the biggest things you see is when coaches leave is that the normally you, know, you see a lot of transfers and you see a lot of the recruiting class fall apart. Yeah. And I... Uh, I don't know if you know, but you know Antonio Alfano is still suspended, I believe. How is he still suspended? They're not even on campus. Oh, that's right. I forgot he went. He went there in the spring. Yeah, and he got suspended. So Dude. Carl Terrell was the head coach at UCLA. So he does have some coaching experience at a big at a big school. And plus, like, you're at Colorado. They're not expecting to win natties. I mean, I, th- they, I believe they have a Heisman winner uh, in their history. But they're, they're not, like, a historically great football program. So as long as you do, like, bowl game, you know, nine-win season here, you'll probably be fine. Yeah, they were they were huge in the 90s, I believe. Really? Yeah, well, I, th- I think, see, let me see. I think you, that's when they were in the Big 12. Yeah, you know more about, uh, like, the history than I do. I know more of, like, the in the now. Uh, so they, they do have a Heisman winner. It's a uh, Rashan Salam. So 1989, 90, and 91. Well, actually, just in 89 and 90, they were 11 and one, and 11 one and one. Mm-hmm. And then 94, they were 11 and one. 95, they were 10 and two. 96, 10 and two. I mean, they went to the Orange Bowl, the <laughs> the Blockbuster Bowl. That's a name. The Blockbuster that. Bowl. Wow. Fiesta Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, Cotton Bowl. Yeah, Alamo. I mean, yeah, so I mean, they were good. And then they kind of died off. This, when did they leave? 2010, yeah, 2010, they left the Big 12. Interesting. Did you see that the SEC is saying that if they have to have a season by themselves, they will? I, I believe their uh, commissioner said 
that just because other leagues don't have football doesn't mean the SEC doesn't have to not have football. I think that's so funny. It's like the most SEC thing to say. Which so I wonder how that's going to work, though. Gonna, and he also said that, like, someone said, well, what if, like, Alabama and Florida are ready, but Vanderbilt's not ready? And he said, we'd play without them. <laughs> I think oh, I saw a tweet before, right before we were about to record. This girl tweeted out from Alabama, and she said something like, just saw a thing where the Alabama president said there will be a college football season. And I guess people were, like, you know, giving her a hard time in the replies. And she tweeted out, like, the quote in the article that said it was, like, Alabama president says there will be football. And I, she literally said, now this doesn't say that there definitely will be or that he said there will be, but that's just what I think. And I looked, I was like, lady, the headline literally says <laughs> Alabama president says there will be college football. It, it's crazy, though, because like a lot of schools are saying they're going to be back on campus. I know Oregon, West Virginia, Iowa wants to start practicing. I saw that. Yeah, I, I think outside of like where we are, everyone's kind of doing a little better than we are, obviously, because we're in New Jersey, so we're we're pretty affected. It's like bigger the states with the big like um you know people per square mile type thing that we're clustered in, like um like California is doing pretty tough right now still. But you know yeah. the middle like the schools in the middle of the country. I mean, they're obviously going to want to get back. I mean, I highly doubt that Madison, Wisconsin, is getting a real big, you know, abundance of cases. Yeah, or like Wyoming or like, you know, like Western Michigan. It's mostly big here. That's not to be like inconsiderate. Yeah, I mean, like, like, like those schools, like, they're not, not going to open tomorrow. But, like, you know, in a few weeks, who's to say that Western Michigan won't have it under control enough that they can go back? Where, like, I don't think a school, of, you know, up here, like a Rutgers or a school out west, like a UCLA, like, I don't think they're going to go back you know, tomorrow in practice. Yeah, definitely. Probably not even by, like, June or July. Yeah, like, there'll be, there'll be a little while. So that's interesting. I think it'd be very funny if the SEC had to play like half of a uh, conference schedule though, where you're like Vanderbilt with like an X, so put a Y through the name, like nope, can't play Vanderbilt. It's crazy. <laughs> All right, so just some quick recruiting stuff before we have Purdue commit Corday Schneider join us. Alabama is currently the 48th ranked recruiting class in the country, one spot ahead of UTSA. I saw you tweeted that before, and I. I, I... I think they'll end up being fine, obviously. I think that they're going to be just fine. I just think it's a little early. Still, I mean, it's only May. Oh, no, I know. I was just trying to stir the pot, get people talking. I, I saw that people were talking. <laughs> um, although there are some interesting ones. As in the top three are currently Ohio State, North Carolina, and Tennessee. Well, which is interesting. Tennessee, historically, in the last decade, has recruited well. Um, yeah, and Butch Jones happened. I think Butch stopped going. No, but no, Butch had two top ten classes. Butch had good classes there. It's just they couldn't get him on the field and do well. So like them being top ten doesn't really surprise me because mm-hmm. apparently their facilities are like top end. Ohio State obviously doesn't surprise us, but like UNC that's a surprise, and that's exciting. I think that's on the agenda for my trip in the next two years. Oh, yeah, no, me too. Like, if things open up this year, I'd be totally cool taking, like, going down there. I'd love to go to Chapel Hill. Yeah, that's on the list. My dad, because my, my dad went to school down in North Carolina, in Greensboro, for what? all our southern listeners, yeah. But my dad said that when, when he was down in North Carolina, all, like, his roommates who were from North Carolina said that that's, like, the nicest stadium, you know, UNC, to watch a football game. So that's definitely on the agenda for my upcoming uh, games. Yeah, I mean, 
real quick, if if you want to, this is kind of a short episode, so we could throw this on at the end because there's not much, nothing else we would talk about. Where are three stadiums you want to visit in the future? So I, I honestly think I, I have more than three. I know, but just three quick ones. I'm trying to get them out real quick. All right, so UNC obviously is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I might not even. That might even crack my top three though. I, mean, I want to go to Kyle Stadium. Okay. Um, either the big house or the shoe. Either one of them. I'm gonna class them together. Cause I think I would want to do both of them. So I'm yeah. gonna put them together. Uh, this is gonna be more than three, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, cause now my mind's going, and I keep thinking like, like the Rose Bowl and the Coliseum. Like I want to do both of them. Like, um, the Death Valley, and that's a right. doable trip. All right, so uh, mine would be Outson, the Shoe, and then probably the University of Florida. Yeah, the Swamp. Yeah, the Swamp. That would be crazy. See, I, th- I think but, I was just oh, going to say, because I mean, um, like, obviously the people who have been following us for a while know that every year uh, I go on a trip to a different stadium. And the, the buddy I go with, he's a huge Florida State fan. So that's obviously in the future. But I think Florida State is actually like a destination for some people. I'm trying to think. I mean, I could go on. There's there's stadiums I would want to go to just because like it's, a, it's supposed to be like one of the nicest. Like I think Colorado, like Colorado might be half like a, a, a horseshoe stadium. So it might be like not a, like it might only be one level and you can see the mountains behind it. So it's supposed to be yeah, like you can. one of the nicest sceneries. Like I obviously want to go see that. Like there's so many stadiums I just want to go see. Yeah, no, Colorado actually. I, I watched a video. Their weight room, you have like a perfect view of the mountains. It's crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's actually how I knew they had a Heisman winner. I watched a video of like a tour of their stadium. They had like a Heisman wall. Um, but I think that uh, wraps it up for what we have to say. So uh, we have the interview with uh, Cordae Schneider. And that'll wrap up the episode. All right, so now we welcome on three-star defensive end Cordae Sidnor. Corday, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. All right. So uh, yesterday, committed to Purdue. Big day for you. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about why you chose Purdue? Um, I chose Purdue because it, it gave me a family atmosphere. Uh, I've been talking with the coaches coaches since uh, November, December, and uh, way before they offered me, they offered me uh, like three, four weeks ago. So I built that relationship with uh, and I know a couple guys that go to Purdue already, like um, uh, Sanusi Kane, Mr. Defensive Back at Purdue, Tyreek Murphy, and those are New York City kids. So, and I felt comfortable uh, being around them. So, it, it, it uh, made my decision uh, more valuable off of those guys. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's funny because I was actually going to ask you uh, how much, like, you know, some of those New York guys played and you going to Purdue. Did, yeah. did you ask them, like, uh, what it's like on campus? Or, like, were you, like, hosted by any of them on visits? Um, so I actually didn't get to visit the school. I was supposed to uh, visit, but unfortunately the coronavirus uh, stopped me from doing that. But um, I asked Sanusi what what, uh, what the people are like. Um, like, they're, they're good people. Um, they're respectful. They care, they're very caring and stuff like that. Blue-collar people. So, I mean, that's an environment I would want to be around. Uh, a bunch of hard workers and um supportive people 
and that's um that's a big a big decision. That's why I made that big decision. Yep. Yeah, see that that's interesting because I'm sure West Lafayette, Indiana, is a little bit different than a uh, New York City. Yeah, it's true. It's true. That's really true. Yep. Um, all right. So uh, another thing I wanted to talk about was how does it feel your commitment seventy thousand views already? Yeah, I mean, um, honestly, honestly, I thought out the max I was gonna get two thousand, maybe like only my friends was gonna watch it. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's a blessing. I, I I never thought it would blow up that much. Uh, Cliff Avery from the Seahawks followed me and commented on the post. Uh, Donald Driver followed me. Uh, the uh, one of the greatest uh, Green Bay Packer receivers. So, um, yeah, so it, it's a blessing. I'm glad that uh, I got to share that video with, with, the, with the world. Yeah, that was crazy. I got to ask, like, uh, did you, like, uh, come up with that idea yourself for the whole video or my, someone? My, my dad did. My dad made the whole video. Um, he, 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 um, he, he's a videographer, and he came up with the whole, the whole plot and the story. So I'll give all the, I'll give all the credits to my dad. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Pops really put you on. Like, yeah, definitely did. Definitely did. I think I'm think I think I'm thankful for both of my parents. It's funny because I watched it. I mean, I watch a lot of the commitment videos, and some of them, uh, I mean, not as good as the others. I'll leave it at that. But like <laughs> yours looks like professionally done. Like it was crazy. Yeah, my dad. My dad is a perfectionist and stuff. That's his profession. So yeah, that is wild. Uh, so another thing I want to talk about is uh, is there like in your class, like do the Purdue commits have like a group chat or something like that? Like, are you close to any of the other guys committed to Purdue at the moment? Um, no. So I actually started to reach out to some of the guys who committed. Um, so we're actually going to get a group chat going. Uh, and we actually, it's funny. We talked about it uh, yesterday. I mean, well today, so yesterday into today, and I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach out to all the commits and then um and then create a group chat. Nice, nice. So. You're gonna be like the leader almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try to rally all the troops together, and so we can get to know each other. And I feel like the the best part of a football team is the chemistry. If you don't have any chemistry, you're not gonna win games. So, I mean, yeah. Well, it's just not as fun like winning yeah. with strangers. Like, yep. uh, so so one other question that I had for you was uh, how tough is it to like stay in shape and like to work out like during this whole coronavirus thing? So basically, I'm I I work out with a program called About You every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, uh, where Mondays is uppers, Wednesdays is lowers, and then Friday we do something called a Gladiator Challenge where we do a thousand reps, and um either it's a thousand reps of squats, push-ups, and then sometimes you do 500 push-ups and 500 squats, and all of that is done on a Zoom call where it's maybe like 35 to 40 guys, most of them college guys, and the strength and conditioning coach really. Uh, did this so he um he wants he wants your um your body to feel how it feel after a spring ball practice so the workouts are rigorous and it's like I thought honestly I thought I was like yeah it's a body work body weight workout it's gonna be light um it's gonna go in but it's actually like you you're going to break a sweat and and you're and you feel like I feel the um the me progressing in strength and explosiveness so it's a it's a great thing that that program does. Yeah, that's gotta be like pretty crazy too. Like on Zoom, just working out in front of the camera, like. It's true. Yep. Uh, another thing I wanted to ask you is, so you're in a you went to prep school, right? You did a prep year. Yeah, I'm at a prep, a prep school. I am a prep in New Rochelle. So like, how different is that? Like, was there a time like, uh, maybe like as a senior where you weren't sure if you were ever gonna get to like like one of these big schools? Um. 
So I'm a junior right now, but um, honestly, uh, freshman year when I was at Iona Prep, I, I know I didn't play a lot, and I like I kind of rode the bench because mm-hmm. I, I was been putting in the work to make um uh, to allow myself to get on the field. But honestly, freshman year, sophomore year, I I'm gonna be honest with you, I thought no shot. I was like, it's no way that I'm gonna go to college for free or, or be a part of a, a elite college program, and. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I just thank God, I give God the glory for that. So, and it worked out every, um, how everything was supposed to. So, was there like a time, like maybe like when you were a sophomore, or like maybe this year as a junior, where like you were like, Dad, I can really do this, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, my sophomore year going into my junior year, I mm-hmm. I got a trainer. Um, his name was um his name is Mike, uh, Coach Mike. Um, and he has a workout place in Mount Vernon. And I started go. I started to go with to him in March, March of 2019, and I mm-hmm. trained with him from March all the way into June, where the where I would start to go to prospect camps. So May 31st, I hit up the big Rutgers mega mega camp, um, and uh, did that. And then the next day, I went to Maryland, the, the Maryland University camp, and that's when I got my first offer from UMass because they they were at the the um, mega camp at the Rutgers mega camp. So they saw me that day, that day before. And so I kept doing good and I got my first offer on May 1st. And it, and, I, and I was like, wow, I can really do this. So I just app- applied pressure and, st- and hit the weights more um, uh, got um, and just started to um, work, work hard. Cause I was like, oh, I can really do this. So I just, I just took off with it. And it's, it's been great ever since. Yeah, so that's crazy. I mean, one coach like kind of changed like the whole projection. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's funny too because like a lot of guys like DM us on Twitter and they're like, oh, Dick, how could I get noticed? And I'm like, or did you go to any camps? And they're like, yeah. nah, like I, I don't really like doing those. And I'm like, whoa, that's like, yeah, <laughs> that's like kind of where you're. Yeah, that's kind of where people are gonna see you. Yeah, you gotta expose yourself because uh, those coaches are dealing with hundreds and thousands of high school football players. So. You 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 have to go show your talent. They're not gonna come to you. Yeah, and like even for you, like you were at a Maryland camp and you got a UMass offer. Like yeah, it's not that, even like, yeah. like there's a lot of eyes on you. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, all right. So one thing I, I this is I got like two more questions and then we get to wrap it up. Uh, one of them being is uh, do you have someone on your team who you feel like isn't getting enough attention? Oh yeah. Uh. Uh. Well. It's a lot or of a few, yeah, or a few. It's a lot of kids on my team who I feel should be noticed, and they're just uh great, great teammates, great locker room guys, great personality. Uh, I say a lot of the offensive line they should be uh, noticed a little bit more. Um, my close friend Wesley Abraham, which is a defensive back, he's a hard worker, a great, great kid. He he cares about other people more than himself. Um, um. The one of my friends, Alex Williams, is, is a receiver. He has two offers right now, but he's a great receiver. And it's a lot of kids. Frankie McFadden, a running back. Jarrell Washington, uh, two running backs. That's good. Jalen uh, Rotella White, a defensive back slash wide receiver. So it's a bunch of kids. A linebacker, Luke Berenger, he's a stud. So it, honestly, if a lot of coaches just turn on the tape and come visit my school more, they'll they'll be they'll be shocked about um what what we have at Iona Prep. It's a bunch. I love all those guys and. They're, they're all stars. They all should be going to college for, for free. Yeah, that, that's crazy. Yeah, I always like to give guys, like, a chance to shout out, like, you know, like a few guys who they feel like aren't getting the attention they deserve. 
Yeah. You know, there's a few, I know a few D1 coaches. I know a coach at a UMaine listens to our uh, podcast, mm-hmm. so maybe he hears this. Maybe yeah. he doesn't. Okay. Um, all right, so one uh, one of the last things I wanted to ask you is, well, what's your pregame playlist look like? What do you listen to? Oh, yeah. So my pregame playlist, uh, I'm a big uh, gun, young um, Gunner fan and little baby. So uh, I, I have to bump the, um, those guys before the game. Pop smoke, a high high temp, tempo beats to get me ready. Uh, um, uh, no cap, it's a rapper called No Cap, uh, and it's a bunch bunch of guys that I listen to. But those are the main guys I listen to before uh, games. No Fabio Foreign. Uh no. Um, oh, man. G Herbo Fabio Foreign. Yeah. He, he he's a um he's he's a he gives me like party a party vibe. Like if I'm at a party and I'm dancing. Yeah, you don't get focused. Yeah, I'm not locked in. If I listen to him, I want to start yeah. dancing. So. No, that, that is true. I, I guess I see what you're saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, actually, just one more thing. Uh, yeah, at Purdue, uh, do they talk about like where you're gonna play along the D line or like what they want you to do when you get up there? Um, so basically, uh, I was talking to the defensive line coach, Coach Jamison, uh, the D, um, DC coach Diaco, and they told me that I can play multiple um, fronts on the D-line, whether it's nose tackle, three-tech, five-tech, or wide nine. Um, they said they, they can, uh, they'll develop me in many positions, and they think um, that I have a lot of room to grow, and um, my, the sky's the limit for me once I just keep working hard and, and uh, learn learn the defense. So they, they, I think their plan is to use me at different positions. Hopefully they do, and, and that um, works out. Everything works out the way it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, good luck with that. I mean, I'm Thanks. sure you're gonna do great at Purdue. Yeah. Uh, I actually watched your huddle a little bit yesterday, and I was pretty impressed. I mean, most linemen can't block you, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of work to do. I, I I don't even think that's my best film. I I I was kind of like um, I don't I don't think that's my best film. Uh, but I think the sky's the limit for me, and I got way more in store this year. So hopefully you guys tune in for the the highlights coming up. Uh, of course. All right, well, thank you, Corday, for taking the time to talk to us. I know you got homework and stuff to do. Problem, anytime, anytime. Uh, yeah, you're always welcome back on, so we appreciate having you. Thanks, appreciate it. All right, guys, so that was Corday Schneider, uh, Purdue commit. Uh, so that'll wrap it up for this week. Uh, like normal on the off-season schedule, we're going to be going bi-weekly, so you won't be hearing from us for another two weeks. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Stay safe, stay in. And I just can't wait to get some college football back.